So now let's jump into God's word. It's going to be short, sweet. They told me a sermonette, so it's going to be a sermonette. But what a beautiful scene you guys are. Isn't this amazing? Uh, the wonderful family of Garden Faith Community Church. So today, as we celebrate International Day, I just want to remind you about something. That we were all made in God's image. All of us are valuable in his sight. And the diversity of humanity is reflective of God's creativity and his desire to create a multi-ethnic family. My topic today is the family of God. So as image bearers, we all have inherent worth and dignity. Amen? And his desire, God's desire from the beginning has been to reconcile a people to himself through Jesus Christ. In other words, we become family through the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what makes us family. So the Bible teaches that God's family is made up of people from every nation, from all tribes, from all people, from all languages. So allow me to present you the family of God. So let's start with daddy, okay? Or pops. Okay? So let's go to 2 Corinthians 6.19. So our dad is our heavenly father. Amen? And look what it says here. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, said the Lord Almighty. So who says that he's our dad? Our dad. Okay? So our father in heaven, he says that he's our dad. And, and one of the most well-known statements of Christian faith it's in the Lord's Prayer, and it starts by, Our Father, which art in heaven. And listen to Galatians 4, 4 to 7. This is amazing. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons, because you are sons. God has sent forth his Spirit, the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Daddy, Father, Abba. Abba means daddy. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. So, Jeremiah 31, 9 just confirms this, saying, With weeping they will come, and by supplication I will lead them. I will make them walk by streams of water on a straight path on which they will not stumble. For I am a father to Israel and Ephraim is my firstborn. Yes, there's a name for him with a capital H. Okay, there's a name for him that meets one of our human needs in a very intimate way. And that word is Father, every person is born with a deep desire of unconditional love. So when that yearning isn't met, then we get all messed up because then we have many hurts. We have many scars as a result of not having that, that, that need met. So what a security and wholeness there is in knowing that we can call God our Father and that He can give us that unconditional love that you and I need. He is our father. But now, now let me present to you mom or mama. Do you know where mama is? Well, let's look up mama in Galatians 4.6. So, so go there. Mama is very special. 
Mom is very special. We know that, okay, our Heavenly Father. But let's talk about Mom. It says in Galatians 4, 6, But Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother of us all. So Paul is making a reference to the church that God created. The church that God established. And he says that she is our mom. Paul amplified the, the church's role as our mother when he wrote that the church is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the statue of the fullness of Christ. So, like any mother, the church's job is to protect, to feed, and to nurture its members. So, in God's church, let's talk a little bit about this. In God's church, we are protected in many ways, like from false doctrines. Okay, We are fed the purity and fullness of God's truth through the Bible. And we are nurtured through Christian fellowship like today. Doesn't matter where you come from, we are a family. And so by Christian fellowship, by sound doctrine, reproof, instruction, uh, admonition, and uh, yeah, correction, the church fulfills its role as a mother. Now, that is exactly how our mom, the church is, in a spiritual sense. You know what? When, when, when a child is born, that's not the end of, 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 of what we call motherhood. That's just the beginning. From that day on, mom is constantly giving of herself in service to her children. And that's exactly what the church does. The church is constantly serving each one of us. And we should be thankful for that. Now, let me just clarify. Dad is perfect. Can I hear an amen? Mom is not perfect. But if you talk bad about mom, if you try to damage mom, dad's not going to like that. So dad does expect you to love mom. So please don't find yourself in a situation where you're hurting mom by criticizing the leadership or by other members. No, no, no. If you hurt mom, you're poking your dad in his eyes. And that's not a good thing. So I just want to clarify, our father is perfect. Mom is not perfect. God is perfecting her, okay? But we have to love both of them. Now, now, now let's talk about our big brother. So we're talking about the family of God. So we talked about our father, our mom. Let's talk about our big brother. So the Bible clearly presents Jesus Christ as being one with the father, of course. Remember the triune Godhead. Uh, we, we can talk about, you know, many other characteristics of God. But there are some passages that that do reveal that Jesus is our big brother. Hebrews 2.11, Romans 8.29, Mark 3.34. So in order to understand this, let's just go through a few of these passages. Hebrews 2.11 says, For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers. So Jesus is not ashamed to call you his siblings. Mark 3, 31, 35 says, and, and his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they went to him and called him. And a crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers are outside seeking you. And he asked them, or he answered them, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about those that sat around him, he said, Listen to this. Here is my mother and 
my brothers, for whoever does the will of God, he is my brother, he, she is my sister and mother. So, so what, what qualifies us to consider Jesus our big brother? This is very important. It's not just a mental exercise, okay? So, so it's not just believing. The qualifier here says, in order to consider Jesus our big brother, then we have to do the will of the Father. Now, 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 now look at what, what, what follows. When we believe in our hearts that Jesus is our only Savior and we believe in Him, we're doing God's will. Because look, look what the Father uh, says. The ultimate will of the Father is that we love, trust, and obey His Son. And you can read that in John 3, 36, 2 Thessalonians 1, 8, Romans 2, 7, 8. So what is the Father's will? Okay, let, let, let's, let's run this through you again. The ultimate will of the Father is that we love, trust, and obey His Son. So when we believe in the gospel with all our hearts, we, her, we surrender our life to the, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The Father adopts us into His family and considers us as joint heirs with the Son. Our Heavenly Father wants His children to bear a family resemblance. And so He gave us a perfect example, our big brother, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So now we know a little bit about our family, our father, our mom, our big brother. But let's talk about our siblings. That can get a little messy. Our family members. Romans 12.10 says, love each other like brothers and sisters. That, that's why we come to church. We say, how you doing, brother? How you doing, sister? Because we're a family in God. Jesus, through his sacrifice, brings us together from different ethnic groups, nationalities, different languages, and he calls us family. So if we're family, then you're my brother, you're my sister. I'm your brother. So this is very important. So James 4.11 has a, a little bit of a, a let's say a, an exhortation or an admonition for us. as brothers and sisters. Do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or a sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, you are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment on it. So, let's just love each other. Let's just love each other and accept each other. It doesn't matter if we're different. Let's accept each other. Let's love each other like brothers and sisters. Now, now Paul told Timothy something interesting. He says, do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers. Older women as mothers. Younger women as sisters. So it's beautiful when, when some of our older folks that I respect them so much because of their experience, their love for Christ. And so when you get close to some of these older folks, don't be ashamed to call them grandma and grandpa. Yeah. And I have several already here at church. I, I call them grandpa and grandma or aunts or uncles or your nephews nieces and if you're about the same age they're your cousins alright so we are a family so as we conclude this, this short sermonette I just want to remind you that one day one day and that day will come we will have a family reunion. 
Can, can you imagine that? We're going to have a family reunion. Just like the, the hymn that we're going to say says, when we all get together, what a day of rejoicing that will be. Revelation 7, 9 says, after this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. Oh, I want to be in that family reunion. Do you want to be in that family reunion? If that's the case, if you can, let's kneel down and we'll pray together Paul's prayer in Ephesians 3. So let's go ahead and kneel down if you can and we'll pray and then we'll conclude with this. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power of the Holy Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all of God's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the heart of God and his love. Yes, Today, we want to pray together that we can know his love that surpasses all understanding, all knowledge, that we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church. And in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. God is good. Let us all stand for our closing hymn when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We will sing and shout the victory. Second verse, while, while 
God, thank you for being our Father. Thank you because we can call you Daddy. And we can receive from you unconditional love. And thank you for Mom that protects us, that nourishes us, that, that, that teaches us. Thank you for the church. Help us to love Mom. And Lord, thank you for all of our brothers and sisters, all of our siblings. Thank you for allowing us to be part of your family. Lord, help us to enjoy each other's company, to support each other, to love each other, and help us, Lord, to keep so well connected with our big brother, Jesus, that when he comes back for us, we'll be ready to spend eternity with him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your family. In Jesus' name, amen.